Welcome to TKG's Healthcare Insights, where we explore healthcare's critical issues, challenges, and trends with a focus on achieving the quadruple aim of enhancing patient experience, improving population health, reducing costs, and improving the work life of healthcare providers and staff. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. We're glad to have you listening today. I'm Warren Smedley with the Kinetics Group, and today we will be concluding our team discussion on the findings from our recent Oncology Thought Leaders Network meeting. The Kinetics Group is dedicated to advancing the quadruple aim, and to that end, we have organized several strategic networks of excellence to provide our customers with insights, directional focus, and opportunities to collaborate on specific research and operational work projects. The Oncology Thought Leaders Network is a group of 16 senior-level oncology executives from across the country who bring a multidisciplinary perspective to the critical issues facing the delivery of high-quality cancer care. This group meets virtually each quarter, as well as provides ad hoc input and support for various client projects, grant-funded research, informational podcasts, and answering important operational questions on an ongoing basis. This is part three of our discussion. My co-hosts are Neil Pizer and Sarah Pugh. And our special guest is a great friend and colleague and thought leader panel member, Ellen Feinstein. Ellen is a longtime oncology and healthcare executive. Let's pick up where we left off. Can we take just our last couple of minutes and spend a little bit of time talking about the impact of keeping patients on their therapy? Uh, all these things play together, but I know that was one of the topics that was on this list. How do we keep patients on the right therapy at the right time? We've sent them home with bags full of medicines and said, here, good luck. And oh, by the way, you can't come back in because we can't see you. We can talk to you on the phone. But if we could take a few minutes and talk about the impact on the patient of this now normal and how can we keep patients on the right therapy at the right time and help optimize their outcomes. That's a great point, Warren. I think as we're handing over a lot of this care to our patients in terms of being able to monitor their adherence and administration schedules of chemotherapies, particularly the oral chemotherapy agents, it's shifting the responsibility from the provider and the provider's care team to the patient and the care team's family. Now, I've spoken with people who have had different views on this. On one end of the spectrum, you have the convenience factor that patients aren't needing to come in and out every single day for their um, chemotherapy treatments if we're moving to an oral therapy, for example. And that's obviously a benefit. But then there's also the other side that says, yeah, but how safe are our patients? And how well do we trust that they are taking these medications the way they should be? And we all know that as cancer therapies are based on cell cycle and timing and everything is so incredibly important, the question at the end of the day is, is their outcome, if it's suboptimal, is that related to the cancer not responding to a particular treatment? Could it be related to perhaps there was a misunderstanding in terms of when and how to take their medications? And then also not being able to identify those potential side effects or negative adverse events 
early on because the patient isn't right there in your clinic every day or even every week. And so are they waiting too long to let you know that they have side effects? Whereas if you walk into my clinic, I can see that you really don't feel well and your performance status is probably very different than it was before. However, if we're simply talking on the telephone or even a a virtual visit where you can see them over the computer, you don't pick up on those elements. So I think like anything in life, there's positives and negatives to this. And I think we really need to make sure that we're tailoring our approach as much as we can to the particular patient and their situation. And I think this is a clear example where a cookie cutter approach isn't going to work because there's going to be patients who are very capable, have great support systems at home of um, keeping up with their therapies and they are on top of it. And then there's going to be others that you may have access issues or even something, you know, as, as fundamental as safety issues come into play when we're administering these types of agents in the outpatient setting. I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of link this back because many of our listeners are on the pharmaceutical side. So they're concerned with how disruptive has the world been uh, and all the, and the now normal is the now normal really disruptive to actually a patient getting on the therapy, staying on the therapy, having an optimal outcome, or are there things we're thinking, are we thinking more about just strategically trying to survive as a cancer center, or are we really thinking about how do we do that and take good care of our patients? Certainly the latter. It's all in the, you know, how do we do that? I'm wondering if with our pharma audience, Does it make any sense? We did touch on financial toxicity. They play a critical role in in having foundations that help patients offset their out-of-pocket costs. And I say this as a board member of one of those organizations, so I want to be transparent about that. But is this an opportunity, whether it's now or later, Warren, for us to put a plug into the pharma folks that those foundations and those monies that they offer to funds like the ones I sit on, there are several of them, are really critical and more so than ever right now because of the change in, you know, commercial payments. Absolutely. Copay assistance is such a huge help to patients, especially now. In fact, Neil, weren't you and I just exploring the issue of the cost of oral medications as it relates to this? Right. And, and, and you know, the, the issues are beyond that because we have a reimbursement system that doesn't support this change. So for example, if a patient is on Medicare, regular Medicare, and they have some supplemental insurance, as most do, and they have their chemotherapy at the outpatient center, it's covered by Part B insurance. They don't pay a penny once they reach their deductible, which is usually very small if you have supplemental. But once it moves to Part D, where it's a pill, the costs are crazy. They're crazy out of line. And you know, I think this becomes almost a public policy issue because the government is really spending a lot less money, but taking more money out of the patient's pocket. So it's a very complicated situation. And, and Ellen, I think, you know, you made a great point about how can pharmaceutical companies through their programs be supportive. And, and that's certainly something that, ha- that should happen and could happen and, and is happening. But fundamentally, we need to look at the whole structure of how this is all paid for. 
Yeah, big, hairy, audacious uh, challenge for all of us. It is. And as we often say in the fund that I work for, we would like to go out of business. We would like to not be needed anymore. This is a mandate on a broken system, but that's, that's kind of how we look at it. So I wanted to pick up on a point made about adherence to therapy. And yes, it's, uh, the onus is now, you know, shifting maybe more to the patient and their caregivers, but there's an economic impact to that as well that I just want to highlight. As many of you know, there are foundations, you know, sort of driven by the pharmaceutical companies to help patients with the financial aspects of adherence so that if a patient has, um, you know, need and, and meets criteria, they might qualify for patient assistance funding to offset their out-of-pocket expenses, particularly for their drug therapies. So um, I, I just want to put a little endorsement and uh, a thank you to the pharmaceutical colleagues that we have that might be listening to keep those foundations well-funded and to always strive to meet the need of those patients and families because it really does have a clinical impact on their ability to afford their, their therapies and to hopefully, you know, treat their cancer and then move on, you know, without having to deal with the financial impact. So um, just wanted to make sure that people were aware of that. Well, we are definitely out of time. Thank you for your insights, Ellen, Neil, Sarah. Appreciate you. In future episodes, we'll be digging into other topics discussed at the Oncology Thought Leaders Network meeting, including people and process-driven innovations in oncology clinical operations, which have been accelerated by the pandemic, of course. Also, the panel discussed technology-driven innovations in oncology clinical operations that have been inspired, again, by by the pandemic. We talked about some of them here today. It's so important to think critically about all the potential gaps in care that can derail a patient's therapy. We need to constantly be challenging ourselves to gain a better understanding of how to collectively achieve the quadruple aim of enhancing patient experience, improving population health, reducing costs, and improving the work life of healthcare providers and staff. We need to get our patients on the right therapy at the right time in the right place so that we can optimize the best possible outcomes for them. This was a great discussion. Thank you so much, Warren. Yes. Excellent discussion. Thanks. It was a pleasure being part of the, the challenges and the, the answers that we may be able to come up with collectively. And it's a really great start. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ellen. Your expertise is fabulous. And we really appreciate your, both your friendship and your partnership in the Oncology Thought Leaders Network. We are grateful for this team's insights today. That wraps up another week of TKG's Healthcare Insights. Thank you for joining us. We welcome your suggestions, ideas, and requests for podcast topics of interest. Please email us at oncology at thekineticsgroup.com and write Insights Podcast in the subject line. Thank you. Have a safe and healthy day. You have been listening to TKG's Healthcare Insights, a program produced by the TKG Oncology team of the Kinetics Group. TKG Oncology empowers life science companies to effectively engage with health system and payer customers by developing strategies and real-world solutions aimed at impacting the right patient at the right time with the right care. We also work directly with health systems and payers to address the critical issues of our time. We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at tkgoncology.com. Thank you for joining us today.